0: Welcome to Rocking Our Priors. I'm your host, Dr. Alice Evans. Now, I want to talk about reverse dominance coalitions. So, status inequalities persist if they're normalised and culturally celebrated, while critics are shamed, disparaged, and ostracised. Culture only changes when masses of people speak out in solidarity, embolden each other with righteous resistance, and collectively establish Expectations of equality. I call these reverse dominance coalitions. So this podcast is split into three parts. First I want to talk about a global culture of patriarchy, then thinking about what we mean by reverse dominance coalitions, and then thinking about how these can foster gender equality. So saddle up. Okay. So let me just talk about I think it's so important. Social scientists, they often conceptualize, they often talk about gender as gaps. Gaps in visible national aggregates, like gaps in employment, in wages, in representation. That's true and it's important, but it omits a wider culture of patriarchy. Throughout history, there have always been some brilliant women. But in patriarchal societies, they're often silenced, secluded and distrusted. Puritan leaders, for example, were determined to suppress women and assert their mastery. Disruptive women were silenced or exiled from Massachusetts Bay. Troublesome women who chi- who challenged church strictures were punished and banished. When Mary Oliver reproached church elders, she was whipped, and a cleft stick was put on her tongue. State papers perpetrated rumours that disobedient women gave birth to monsters. In Enlightenment France, female scientists were rejected with contempt. In Tlacolula, where I was earlier this year, in Oaxaca, indigenous women used to be seen, according to my interviewees, as, as worthless servants. Tswana women, in what is now Botswana, were likewise minors, under male authority, excluded from political assemblies. Fast forward to 21st century Russia, feminists are stigmatized as aggressive, man-hating extremists. In some Andean villages, in Bolivia, men try to monopolize community meetings by scolding women into silence. In Chicago today, Violent bullies try to gaslight their girlfriends, calling them crazy, careless, and hysterical. Victim blaming is even more pervasive in authoritarian China, where feminist dissent is totally suppressed. Now, even if women earn their own money, this does not necessarily undermine a wider culture of patriarchy. Higher earning women in the US may even do more housework to placate male egos oranger beating's out of guilt. So, the big question is what enables cultural change? Boom. This is where reverse dominance coalitions step in. So, these are really powerful mechanisms of egalitarianism. So, foragers, for example, mocked, ridiculed, bullied, and berated self-aggrandizing upstarts who sought to accumulate resources. They sarcastically called them big chief in the Kalahari one, influential Kung San explained, when a young man kills much meat, he comes to think of himself as a chief or a big man and he thinks of the rest of us as his, in- his servants or inferiors. We cannot accept this. We refuse one who boasts, for some day his pride will make him kill somebody. So we always speak of his meat as worthless. In this way, we cool his heart and make him gentle. Now, if the upstart does not relent, he may be punished with ostracism or even death so reverse dominance coalitions are this this universal driver of liberty democracy and equality back in the 1970s korean workers forged class consciousness and fought for their rights in latin america more recently marginalized people have mobilized on mass and politicized for and against inequalities um i have a great paper on this it's called the politicization of politicizing inequalities i recommend my own paper if you want anyway okay now, now now let me make a minor point on terminology so anthropologists like christopher bohem have always called actually called these reverse dominance hierarchies um but my friend uh daron he helpfully gave me another suggestion he said well let's call them coalitions and i agree now in my conceptualization you know they are people coming together in unison against a culture or, or against one particular culture now As I see it, uh, reverse dominance coalitions cover a wide range of practices. They can be created at any scale, in any social situation, weddings, workplaces, nightclubs, barbecues and political protests. Um, They can comprise both high and low status individuals. So feminist men can act as bystanders, right? Publicly challenging sexism. And because patriarchy is a culture, I conceptualize reverse dominance coalitions as rebelling against its perpetrators, which can include women. For example, nuns who ran the maudlin laundries and abusive mothers-in-law. So a reverse dominance coalition can include men. It can be at any scale, but it's a group of people coming together against the culture. In this case, let's focus on patriarchy. Now now let me draw on my qualitative research around the world to talk about how reverse dominance coalitions can foster gender equality. So let me suggest four key mechanisms. One, they can stimulate critical reflection, causing people to question inequalities. Two, they can reinforce a sense of righteous resistance. You know, against all that gaslighting and making women feel small and ignorant and question themselves. Reverse dominance coalitions can embolden people to feel that, hey, we're right to do this, we're legitimate to do this. They can also show wider support for equality, and that can embolden further dissent and overcome despondency traps. They can also shift expectations. You know, when people see that sexism is condemned, they learn to self-censor. No more sexist jokes, okay? So let me start by sharing a couple of protest chants. I think these are really important. So a TikTok sensation of this year in Latin America is called Azul Mineral by Lau Crespa. So it was set to this anthem that thousands of women made TikToks uh, sharing videos and images of the protests. And so right, if you look at the, if you go for a tags like 8M, you'll see lots and lots of TikToks with this song, with this chorus. Now I can't sing. Um, but let me share some of the lyrics with you we gather below and today we are you don't know what fear is if you didn't have to be born a woman like a horror story that you always have to read ask your sister ask your mother your daughter and you will get goosebumps Seven thousand years silent raped and murdered for your pleasure you don't know what fear is if you didn't have to be born a woman That's a translation from the Spanish. Uh, Back in 2019, there was a massive Chilean protest song called A Rapist in Your Path. And that went really viral. And it's since been performed in multiple languages. So it's by banding together in unison, thousands of women publicly delegitimize rape myths. And that helps dismantle stigma and shame, which otherwise trap victims in silence, enabling impunity for abuse. Now... Mexican and Spanish women who've attended these massive demonstrations, they tell me that they feel empowered by the sorority. Seeing thousands of women marching, they're even more emboldened to resist. Now, of course... The vast majority of people do not actually go out and protest, but they may nonetheless publicly decry inequalities. And these two are reverse dominance coalitions. So let me share some examples from my qualitative research in America, Mexico, Zambia, Cambodia, India and Spain. Okay, so let's talk about housework. So gender gaps in housework persist, I suggest, partly because a woman is alone without any allies and and she may be reluctant to rock the boat. So seldom seeing men share in care work, she may also take inequalities for granted or just doubt the possibility of of, of social change. So Maggie. Maggie is a married uh, working mother of two in small town Alabama. She could count on one hand the number of times her husband had cooked a meal. One evening, however... They all watched Wife Swap. Her two teenage daughters shouted at the screen. They were appalled by men treating their wives like servants. Her husband said nothing, but he was clearly affected. He started cooking meals, bringing takeout, and washing the dishes. Now, at first, Maggie didn't know how to respond. She didn't want to congratulate him because she didn't want to imply it was a mighty achievement. Rather, he was finally doing his share, as she saw it. Diplomatically, she phrased it thus I am so happy about this dynamic where everyone is contributing. I'm really happy. Imagine that, please, in a southern accent which I will not do. Okay, so Maggie had always wanted housework to be shared, but that only changed with the reverse dominance coalition, which actually came from her hyperfeminist daughters. Okay, here's another example of gender-based violence in Mexico. So Steffi is 52. She sells snacks in a small kiosk. She grew up in rural patriarchy, and she remained in that culture until a friend helped her escape that abuse. Importantly, it only takes two people to form a reverse dominance coalition. So let me quote from her. These are her words translated into English. My dad almost never let my mum out. It wasn't common to see a woman alone. My dad was in the army. He was very strict. He wanted things to be done this way. Not like that, he said. Don't, don't make noise. Silence! He would get angry without any cause. I, I was a girl at that time. I didn't I don't think I analysed it. I I didn't think it was wrong because my parents had instilled it in me. Then, while I was married, I was very limited. I had no shoes. I had no underwear. I was wearing flip-flops. I got sick often. I had a friend. I told her, my husband scolds me. He mistreats me psychologically. And she said, no, you should not allow that. So I started talking to her. I started telling her about my life. It was already taking me out, pulling me out of the hole. There was an ideology that from the time we get married, until we die, there's just one person. But we aren't realizing that we're being mistreated. We have to free ourselves. I didn't realize it until I met my friend. She was the one who made me realize I was being psychologically abused. With the guidance of my friend, I was freed. I no longer feel repressed by anyone. She ended by saying, Mexico is waking up. Women are trying to live their lives. That's in translation. Thanks to Microsoft. Okay, now let me share some of my own quality of research from Zambia and Cambodia. So, Banamayo Kutiba Bomba in Shto that means women can do what men can do, is a really popular slogan of gender equality on the Zambian Copper Belt. Back in the 1960s and 70s, men were revered as breadwinners, while women were denigrated as incompetent. Kutia tombu mushi, they said. And that meant, well, if a woman led a village, it would, she'd probably destroy it. Likewise, in Cambodian villages that I went to, women were often stereotyped as less knowledgeable. Women are short-legged, they said. They can only move around the kitchen. So even if Cambodian women earn money in rural factories, they're still caught in this wider culture of patriarchy in which men are revered as knowledgeable authorities. But in Zambian and Cambodian cities, people are increasingly recognizing women's equal competence in socially valued domains and saying so publicly. In Chisokoni market, they say, for the elections, we want women. Banamayo old ideas about men's natural superiority are being stamped out. Okay, let's move over to Spain. Resisting machismo. Now, let me tell you about my friend Valentina. Now, Valentina has written and directed several films, but she is still presumed incompetent. Her creative authority is continually challenged by junior colleagues, both male and female. Producers return her strips with an abundance of unsolicited advice. Did, you know, going over the minutiae. Time and again, she is questioned. I heard the same story from female programmers in Silicon Valley. Their codes are doubted and double-checked while men sail through. And that fits a broader trend. Male-dominated sectors are systematically sexist. And it's hard to go against the grain when you're all alone. A solitary dissenter may be hounded as hysterical, overreacting, unable to take a joke. Bullying deters wider resistance. Others realize they have a choice. A simple choice. Endure or exit. In Norway and North America, male-majority workplaces hemorrhage female talent. And that fact alone explains STEM, that is, STEM's exceptionally leaky pipeline. But, 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 in Catalonia, where feminism is a common topic of conversation, young women are publicly decrying inequalities. Men see this and moderate their behavior. Sexist jokes are not okay. There's a line, insisted Carlos. He's a 45-year-old 45, a 45 scientist. I interviewed him two days ago. Santiago, who I interviewed last week, he's just finished school. He shared uh, five examples of his friends resisting machismo. Let me go through them, because I think they're quite useful. So after being jilted, one guy said, Women are whores. Puta. And she replied, No, a woman may decide who they wish to go out with. Now, groups of guys can also get rowdy, especially when drinking and watching football. Santiago's female friends complained about that atmosphere. They wanted to leave the bar. Hearing this, Santiago learned that aggression made them uncomfortable, and thereafter, he became more sensitive. Now, uh, here's my third example. Gender parity is often manda- is mandated by their school. Each class votes on a male and a female representative. Some guys at school grumbled. But the girls insisted that since guys are 50% of the class, and girls are 50% of the class, they should be equally represented. Now, others, other classmates, here is more sexism, they say, ah, oh, boys are better at maths and science, they say, with great confidence. And the girls replied, well, who scored the best in the year? Question mark. And everyone knew it was girls in maths and science. So together they are publicly overturning myths about presumed incompetence. Now, here's an f- interesting culture change. Kissing on the cheek is a very traditional Spanish greeting. But Santiago's female friends find this too intrusive they prefer to shake hands with strangers by speaking out and supporting each other these young catalonians are creating a public sphere in which women feel more comfortable in which men's bodies are not imposed on them against their will now this year so spain is no feminist utopia i'm not saying that But it is undergoing rapid cultural change and reverse dominance coalitions in conversations, street protests and municipal councils are publicly contesting taken for granted inequalities. This year, the Spanish government held an emergency meeting about rising femicides. People are protesting in droves, but alarmed, alarmed by the scourge of violence and demanding state action. Femicides also occur across Europe, but... In the absence of powerful reverse dominance coalitions, that violence rarely makes European headlines. Spain is not unusual in the level of violence, but in the level of politicization. Now, reverse dominance coalitions can also benefit men, because they delegitimize cultural straitjackets. They show an alternative. In previous generation, a man needed to act macho to get respect from other men. But that is no longer the case, explained Diego, who's a municipal worker in a small town. The overwhelming majority of Spanish fathers now take paternity leave. And that's because, as I discussed in an earlier podcast, they don't expect to be hounded for spending time with their kids. Okay, so let me summarize. Patriarchal cultures can persist in a feedback loop. Dissent is a shame, so others quietly comply to maintain social acceptance. But by publicly rejecting rape myths, refusing to accept machismo, calling out mansplaining, and building sorority, reverse dominance coalitions are, in solidarity, rocking the boat. Protecting each other. Listen, I'm Dr Alice Evans, and this is Rocking Our Eyes. Take care. And I think many of you know that I'm always willing to be part of a reverse dominance coalition. Thank you.